I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Coming in Hot. This is a new style of episode that we are very excited about. I think I'm excited about Kristen, maybe nervous about. Yeah. Uh, we are doing our first surprise guest today. So, uh, a guest that I have chosen, Kristen has no idea who this person is um, or who will be joining us, I guess. Uh, I'll introduce them in a second, but just to kind of open up the the episode, Kristen, how have you been? I feel like we don't get to talk that much anymore, so it makes me sad day to day, week to week. But how have you been? Hey, I'm not gonna lie. In the past, the past week was a challenging week. I would say both personal and on a professional level. Um, we're just kind of in this time where and this is me just being real raw and honest because I think sometimes on social media we can always portray like the good and when we're crushing it and when we're just like feeling on top of the world but in reality I've just been really spreading myself too thin with all the different hats that I've been wearing recently and it's kind of taking me away from all areas of my life and so one thing when I'm in these moments that I like to remind myself is that it it, it is a phase but I need to be solution-minded if I want to get out of this phase and so this past week has really tested my solution-minded <laughs> my mindedness <laughs> and trying to get past it um, just with, you know, a bunch of little things that are happening and stuff like that. But overall, I'm alive. I'm well. I have my health. I try to never lose sight of that. But I'm not going to lie. This week was freaking challenging. Yeah. And so it's actually so nice to like drain all of that out, working past it and just kind of talking with you right now. Yeah. Well, thanks for being real and honest as you always are. But I um, agree that it's nice when we record because it's like we don't have the capacity <laughs> Kristen, I don't have the brain capacity to think about anything else, but, uh, but this right now, while we are recording, it is Sunday morning for us. Um, you know, that's all I feel like that we have the capacity for is what's happening here and now. And so it's nice to have that kind of break or that distance from, you know, any kind of struggles or, or things that we're going through outside of this. And I do want to add for those th who are listening right now, if we sound crisp, it's because <laughs> Shelby got us these amazing freaking microphones that I have to currently hold in my hand at the moment. And because <laughs> putting it together on a Sunday morning was not the was not the ideal yeah. situation. We are moving up in the podcasting world. Hopefully it sounds different to people because I feel like it sounds different to me. I can't wait to, to listen. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't to wait listen. to listen to it back and hopefully, I mean, sound like a real professional podcaster that we are. Shelby, um, how are you? I'm so curious about this guest. And I, I just, I, I love it. I love it. I, I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Um, a lot of people have asked me, um, you know, since the last episode and, and sharing that we, I hate when, listen, I am pregnant. Here's a little side tangent. Something bothers me about when men say we are pregnant. Does that, you know what I mean? When someone's yeah. like, oh, we're expecting, I'm like, you're not expecting shit. Like <laughs> your body's not doing anything right now. Um, I mean, I understand the sentiment of like, we, we are growing our family. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. So anyways, 
since I, I have announced so it. funny though, specifically though, because Derek's doing 75 hard and yeah. you're growing a baby. Or no, yeah. you're growing two babies. Yeah. So like one's going one way, one's going. I know. I know. Yeah, I, we're gave expecting, him, though. I gave him such crap. I was like, I am totally transforming my body and in a kind, I'm being a kind to myself. You know, yeah. I could definitely say some more hurtful words to myself, but I am changing my body and he is like transforming his body as well, but in a totally different yeah. direction. So I would, yeah, when he is um, finished with 75 hard, he only has like 20 some days left. Um, I would love to have him on the podcast too and, and talk wow. through that, but um, I've been great. Thank you to circle all the way back. I have been feeling yeah. really good. So since we, I announced that I was pregnant, um, I feel like I'm hitting what, what they call like this second trimester, like bliss where yeah. you feel like almost normal, like your energy is back. Like you're not nauseous. You have no like food aversions or even food cravings. Like I don't, other than my body looking different, I don't feel yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So, which I like. <laughs> Yeah. People like love being pregnant. Um, I haven't like hated it by any means. I also think I've skated by a lot of standard symptoms, I guess, Yeah. um, from being pregnant. But I also think there might be something tied to the lifestyle that I had prior to being pregnant. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people, pregnant women aren't like volunteering for research, uh, studies, scientific studies on themselves. Cause obviously you don't want to put yourself or your baby at risk, but I do feel like there's a connection between some women telling me like, Oh, I was just absolutely sick the whole time. And then I'm like reflecting kind of on like their habits and like their healthy lifestyle, like versus what I was doing four or five months ago. And I'm like, Hmm, I wonder if there's a connection there. We need to dive into that. Like it may be in a whole other different episode because I think like that really goes to show how taking care of yourself and just with foundational habits of drinking water, moving your body, being conscious of your decision, how that can literally help you with longevity with any phase that you go through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So no puking, no, anything like that. We're all, no. all good. No. Yeah. I feel like Dis- I'm gonna- disappointing all the pregnant women in the world right now, but like, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wanted to hear something a little bit more graphic. <laughs> I, I wanted to, Hey, you know me, if I will keep it real, both privately and publicly <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> if it happens, I will share it. Uh, and you know, maybe post babies, there is a, a, uh, triple X rated, uh, story of, of yeah. labor and delivery coming up, which I have been kind of avoiding that topic and like avoiding asking women about, like, I'm not there yet. I am going to ask those questions and like read those parts of the books. But right now I'm like, this is fun. Like being pregnant is not that hard. And like, we're so excited to like grow our family, but I'm not there to like the horrific scene that is labor and delivery. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think anybody will ever be ready for that part. Yeah. You know, and people don't talk about it. And I think it's because it's so horrific, you know, like women aren't just out there talking about their labor, you know, without you asking them. I think the best part of all that is like, cause you're in the, um, in the fit body scene in the, we work with a lot of moms. Let's just put it that way. Right. And the best part is when they like, like shit talk their kids so much, but then they end and finish with, but it's the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I'm like, yeah, wow. You're really preparing me for like motherhood. Yeah. Like, thank you so oh, much. Yeah. For that. They, they will keep it real to a certain extent. Yeah. 
And then, and then, yeah, they always follow it up. Like motherhood is the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. I'm like, okay, all then yeah, all is good. Up. All is forgiven. Wait, last little bit, because you had a pretty huge announcement within the past couple of weeks with your twins. Oh yeah. I was like, what am I announcing? You're like, what? yeah, I'm having girls. I'm having what? twin girls. Yeah. Which is what I thought or was hoping, I guess not really? thought what I was hoping for. Um, of course, Derek wanted the standard boys. Yeah. Uh, so we're split on that, but I do think now he's really excited about girls uh, and terrified. Like we've been watching like some movies, uh, like last night we watched a movie and it was like a mom and a dad, like kind of like giving away their daughter for marriage and like making sure their daughter wasn't making this huge life mistake. And there are just certain parts of the movie. He's like, Oh my God, like, I just can't like, <laughs> you oh, know, God. or like your daughter dating or like prom or things like that. I'm like, you need to relax, dude. It's fine. But I can say that because I've, I'm the girl I've, I have lived it. And, yeah. but I also know how dangerous it can be. So <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be great parents though. Like, well, cause thank you. you are like, that's how like your morals, your standards, like all of that, like they're following in such great footsteps. Yeah. That's thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, I'm just messaging our, uh, our guests right now in the, in the waiting room about to let them in. So if I you're am ready, ready. I am ready. ready. Okay. I don't want to wait another minute. I'm like, <laughs> okay. oh my God. Okay. Um, first of all, I don't know if you can, I, I hope you can't see this, but maybe you can see it on your screen that our guest has named themselves Rihanna. <laughs> so I really hope that it is Rihanna. Um, other, you know, we have a huge scheduling mishap if it, it actually is Rihanna coming off oh, of the Super Bowl yeah. performance, but, um, I don't believe it is going to be Rihanna. Um, damn it. So I'm going to go ahead and let this person in. Hopefully they have their camera off or maybe close your eyes, Kristen. And then I will do a little short introduction, um, for them and, oh my God. and Wait, we, will, we will get started. So. Um, yeah, our surprise guest, uh, is here. So Kristen, their camera is off so you can open your eyes <laughs> save. Okay. So this person, I'll give you a little introduction. And I think by the end of the introduction, you're going to be able to guess who it is. So oh, this wow. person has a lot of different titles. Some of them being daughter, sister, recent wife. I would also describe them as a strong leader, a very empowerful um, mentor, a coach. This person is a Hokie alumni, go Hokies. Um, also, which we, I think this will have a follow-up story to, this person also has the title of Queen of Tots. Uh, so there's a follow-up story for that one. But relative to me and how I know this person, I also use the titles of best friend, work wife, uh, maid of honor, future aunt to my girls, probably picking them up at some late party in high school and not telling me about it. Uh, so yeah, that uh, is a little introduction to our guest. And uh, so I will go ahead and ask our guest, feel free to uh, turn your camera on and reveal yourself, Brianna. Show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So we are welcoming Miss Natalie Wimmer to the Coming in Hot podcast. Welcome. Hello, hello. Wow, guys, strap the fuck in. Uh, okay. <laughs> and there's the explicit part of the podcast. As always, uh, make sure that your children are not around during this episode. Oh my God. Wait, wait, guys, sorry for 
anybody that's listening this is solely for us at this point like this is for nobody else but us because we all three haven't been together or chatting in months oh my god yeah and where are we taking this today ladies where are we oh man there's truly who knows who knows where we're going but you're along for the ride at this point yeah walk on in Strap All right. Well, yeah, as uh, as Kristen said, the three of us know each other very well in multiple ways, uh, which we can kind of dive into. But now I would love for you to just do a quick little introduction for yourself, if you don't mind, of just personally, professionally, uh, maybe mixing a little bit of your health journey with this being somewhat of a health and fitness podcast. But anything you feel like you're, uh, you know, you're open to sharing that our listeners would benefit from knowing. Uh, definitely. I'm very excited to be to be on your uh, incredible show today. Um, so like Shelby said, I'm Natalie Wimmer. Um, I have known Shelby since 2016. I don't know what year I met Kristen. It seems like many, many years ago. I think it was at uh, least 2019 when we joined FitBody. At least yeah. then. Is that when you joined? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But probably we crossed paths, you know, in town at some yeah. point. We had yeah, Tots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tots, yeah. We, like... we frequented Tots at that time. Um, so yeah, I went, I'm from Hampton, Virginia. Um, have been in Blacksburg for over a decade now. I've been in Blacksburg since 2010. Um, like Shelby said, I went to tech um, and then just never left. Uh, I work in athletics at tech, work in student athlete development. So um, helping our student athletes become uh, contributing members of society before they leave Blacksburg. And as far as really a health journey, um, played sports all through high school, tried to kind of be active in college, but it was very sporadic because as Shelby said, I was known as the queen of tots. So really enjoyed my college years, um, maybe a little bit too much. Um, and don't regret a second of it, but definitely focused on on good times and uh, I'm here for a good time, not a long time type hey. of mantra during college. <laughs> um, so even in college, near the end of college and kind of getting into adult life in Blacksburg, did a lot of yo-yo dieting. I would drop 20 pounds by eating like, you know, a thousand calories a day. I at one point did do the military diet. I'm not afraid to admit it. It's horrible. Um, also, we should dive into that in a little bit, but that doesn't surprise me that you could do it just because of the disciplined personality that you have. Like Kristen and I would give up at breakfast. I'd like, be like, we're, we're out, we're out it of this. So one hard boiled egg. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yes. I yes. What, like what? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have never committed to a diet that said you had to eat cottage cheese. Like who oh. am I? Yeah. It was, I was People like, know about trying, my cottage like, cheese relationship. one more bite to get through it. I could do it. It was awful. It was terrible. Um, but did a lot of like, you know, yo-yos. I did Weight Watchers for a while, which worked until it didn't. And, um, but I never felt like I was in, it was either I was dieting or I was living. Like there was no blend of the two. I was either like, as you know, I'm either 100% or I'm 0%. So I was either hundred percent in on like fitness. There's no drinking, there's no eating bread, or I'm like, I don't care. I'm here for a short time. Let's enjoy life. Um, and went, went to the gym, but was very like, I just didn't have any direction. Um, for a while, Shelby and I would go to the weight club um, in the afternoons or evenings and just kind of decide what, what it was we wanted to do that day. What Mostly it felt like. what cardio machine were we going to dread for 30 yes. minutes? Yes. 
I listened to every single Harry Potter book on audiobook on the um, elliptical at the Blackbird Weight Club. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a good way to get through cardio, but it was not, it was not good for me. Um, and then would just like go insane on the weekends. Um, and so did that for a, a really long time. Definitely screwed up my metabolism and just like a bad relationship with food. Um, yeah. But never really wanted to dig into why I was just like, you know, I'll just keep doing this for the rest of my life. This is like, culturally, that's just like, I thought what women did, like you diet, and then you don't and you complain about how you feel and your body and you're never confident. And you just do that for 50, 60, 70 years. And, yeah. and then you die until you die. <laughs> yeah, that is what <laughs> you do yeah. until you die. I'm supposed I'm supposed to hate myself forever. Right. Yeah. That's how you know you're loving. doing it right. Exactly. Yeah. If it's it's right. If you absolutely hate it. If, if you're, you're happy, yourself, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Doing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah. So that was definitely that was until um in twenty nineteen we, you know, we joined Fit Body and loved the like group camaraderie. I think I'd really miss that. Um and the accountability of other people around you and coaches pushing you. Um but even for the first like I'd say year of Fit Body, I felt stronger. But I was still at that point, I was I was doing keto. I was a ketoer. Mm. Um, I was like, you know, I'm really passionate about health. I'm going to eat three <laughs> tablespoons of butter. It I'm, explains I'm, I'm so much. Fitness influencer. OK, <laughs> give me this whipped cream. Hey, you <laughs> are an influencer, guys. Wait, quick ad real fast. Natalie has a code for this uh, nuts and more nuts and more. Natalie, would you like to tell them your code? Uh, I, I don't have it memorized right now. I get a new code. Oh my God. Then, Best be influencer happy, award. I know. Like I said, <laughs> I'm an influencer. Okay. But you should all try nuts and more. If you order it, they automatically send you like, if someone buys this, if you send this, this code out and someone buys it, you get 10% off. That's um, it is elite. I'm a big, big nuts and more fan. Um, happy Good to well. give anyone any suggestions on flavor choice, if you would like. <laughs> um, Sorry, continue. Oh, so you're good. I will always pause for nothing more. Um, <laughs> this, is, this episode is not sponsored by nothing more, by the way. But if you want to sponsor really us, be. we will yeah. take that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do videos. It'll be great. Um, recognize me. Yeah. Okay. For the for the first like year, Fit Body, you know, felt really strong. Felt like I was getting stronger, but still was kind of no direction as far as nutrition goes. Just thought the the lower that I eat, the smaller amount that I eat, like the better it's going to be. Um, and then in 2020, the world stopped. Um, and it happened to be right around the world stopped in March and May. I did the, the fit body. I think it was the six week transformation challenge. Um, and that was the beginning of like the last three years of a transformation challenge. Um, because what I, I expected to go into it and to be told like, you're eating too much of this, you're eating too much of this. And I, I never heard that in the six weeks. It was, why aren't you eating any carbs yeah. and you're not eating enough of this or that. Um, Matt and I were like, this is way too much food. Like within yeah. the first week, we we're like, this program's not going to work. This is too much food. No. There's no, no. way. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, good. It's not working. Right, right, right. I was like 1400 calories. Who am yeah. I? <laughs> I know. And we laugh about that now, just as a listener, we laugh about that now because we're eating like so much more than that yeah. usually throughout the year. So yeah, it's crazy yeah. where we started. It was, it was wild. I remember looking at my first check-in and I was like, this girl has no clue what she's talking about. Bread is not good. Don't you know? <laughs> um, 
Who was so your coach? Was, uh, I don't remember who my first coach, coach was. I pretty quickly transitioned to you. Yeah. yeah. We we knew that that Kristen was really the way to our heart. For real, though. And yeah. our stomachs in a yes. certain way. Yes. Just <laughs> in happiness. I just yeah. want my girls to eat good, man. I yeah, just, right. If you yeah. love your friends, let them eat. <laughs> exactly. So I did did the six week and then and then stayed on. And there's been like highs and lows and um, you know points where I felt really strong. I, you know, I will say like there are still days where I wake up and I'm like I'm soft as hell. Like mm-hmm. I am not progressing in the right way. But yeah. the days where I feel strong and like feel great pushing the weight that I push and eating what I eat far outnumber the others. Um, and it's definitely, it's, it's been three years and like the key has been consistency the whole time. There's been weekends where I'm like, I'm not tracking anything. I'm enjoying everything and not paying attention. There's been weeks and weekends where I'm really dialed in, but I think the blend of those two has kind of got me to where I am today. And I, I mean, there's, there's always work to be done. Um, but through a, lots of weddings, lots of travel, um, lots of good things going on in my life, tough things. It, my food and my gym split activity level has been what has like kept me it's been consistent it's been what I like always have control of um controlling it in a positive way as opposed to controlling how can I eat the lowest amount possible and not feel like I'm going to pass out at any point of the day (laughs) well let me ask you this though because based off of like three years of consistency like you have to have a pretty massive and meaningful why to be able to stay like that consistent for that long. I I know this is a deep rooted question, but that's what we're hearing all about, right? But <laughs> yeah. so, let's get to the good stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Tell me everything about your backstory. No, but like if you had to classify or you know, if you had to classify what in a few words, like what your why, you know, is essentially, like what how would you state that? I'd say there's kind of two parts. The first is just like noticing how I feel, like feeling so much better physically. Um, and I mean, there's, there's a confidence piece to it of like, when I go in the gym and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to feel like the badass in the gym. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that's like pushing heavy weight. And like, when I was on the elliptical at Blacksburg weight club, I was like, Oh, that girl is insane. <laughs> like I, I want to be that girl. Um, so the, the confidence factor and just how I feel like, setting I'm very I'm a very like goal-oriented person so having like okay for this six weeks my goal is to be able to lift this much or accomplish this to have that like direction is really helpful because of how busy my life is it adds a good structure um and the other thing is I watched my mom yo-yo for years she was like the OG Weight Watchers member um you know and and was really really dialed in and I guess it was last year, maybe two years ago, she did a challenge with us um, and ever since has lost over a hundred pounds and feels amazing. So watching her like stick to what she's done and like feel so much better, feel so much more confident and seeing that, you know, she started when she was in, sorry, mom, when she was in her sixties. Um, and now <laughs> Beth she feels was great for her sixties. So she does. She does. Um, but if I can, if I can start that now, then I never have to have those years of like feeling like crap and like having to restart all the time. Um, so seeing like it was tough for her to start and now she feels so amazing. So I know that she wishes she had done that 15, 20 years ago. Um, so the idea of being able to just continue this consistent, healthy lifestyle where, where I feel great, I can live my life. I don't feel like I'm restricted constantly. Um, 
but I feel like I'm progressing in my goals as opposed to feeling horrible about myself and waiting until after I have kids to then focus on myself. Yeah. Um, it's like breaking it's like a huge difference. It's like breaking generational patterns too. Like Kristen and I have talked yeah. about how we grew up and, and how food was talked about or how we, I mean, all three of us were athletes growing up and you know, how movement was talked about and just uh, dieting and what we observed or what we heard. And I do think that is a, a really cool thing. I think all three of us have personally experienced and personally coached now as really trying to break that generational pattern. And I think we, we all kind of like cringe when we do have like the 40, 50, 60 year old clients that say the like cringy diet things that you're like, Mm -hmm. no, no, like, let me change your life. Let me just change your life real quick. And I know I've been around your mom and some of her friends and knowing her transformation, both physically, but also just how she views it, views food, talks about exercise, talks about her body and then catching her or her catching her friends, I guess, saying like diet ish things is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like a a win for fit body or like a, a win for, I don't know all of us everywhere, young, young people, especially. Cause it's like ladies, older women, like what you say, like we listen to and we mm-hmm. repeat and there aren't very many of us out there. Like the three of us right now that are trying actively to break that cycle. Right. Everybody else is just listening, observing and repeating what you're doing. So I think that's really powerful that you were kind of an example for your mom almost. And like, yeah. Hey, like, why don't you just try this way? Um, and then now that's just going to be continuing to, to domino effect down to your nephews or, you know, down to your children someday. And it's really cool. Yeah. Wait, I think surrounding myself, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I think the fact that like, we have a great like support system and surrounding ourselves with like-minded people where like, it's just common practice. Like I, at this point, and so many of my friends have started working with Kristen. It was like a running joke that like, yeah, where's a referral, of, like kickback know, over here. The, the signal okay. the tech man, they are, they are strong with Kristen. That is true. But like continuing to like, sur- like when I am going out to eat with my family, my mom and I are like, okay, what has a lot of protein? Like we want to get a lot of protein with these meals. I think it makes it so much easier and like normal that like, I don't feel guilty when I'm choosing something that's mm-hmm. going to make me feel good because I know the people around me understand my goals and it makes it easier for that to be my why. Cause I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm weird for not wanting to like yeah. make myself feel like shit when I eat something. Definitely. It's not yeah. always like that either. Mm-hmm. Like there have been, I can't countless, like countless amount of times where I've been in situations with, you know, acquaintances at this point in my life, because I just, I don't want to surround myself with people who are just going to keep bogging me down or questioning, you know, like, why are you doing this? Oh, like, why'd you bring your own food? Or why, why aren't you drinking tonight or this or that? And I'm like, why Mm -hmm. the fuck does it matter? Like, yeah. so it's kind of helped me separate like in those types of situations too, where it's like, am I here as a number or am I here for the genuine connection and friendship that I have with the person? And so, yeah. Have you experienced like those moments? There's definitely been some, like you can notice, especially because like I had, you know, I had a physical transformation and there are very different ways that that's approached. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to a friend of mine at work who has recently like really gotten a lot healthier, had a, a pretty um, drastic transformation. And she felt like no one that she's around every day had, had mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I'm not doing it for them, but like I've lost 50 pounds and I've worked really hard. 
but she's surrounded by women that are not supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and the few things she's heard are like, well, I guess we can't share clothes anymore. And like, so it's, it's things like that where I'm like, what, just because we're not on the same journey doesn't mean you can't be happy for me and my journey. Um, so I there's definitely a selfishness thing. Like it I is. think it's selfishness and from jealousy. Yeah, yes. that's what it is from the other perspective because they're like, wow, look at like Natalie going off and like doing her thing and they feel trapped. Mm-hmm. Like to my point, I wanted to mention like a side note of isn't it funny how like women will take advice from other women who are in this vicious cycle of like diet culture repeating themselves like over and over like what's the newest fad diet? How do I be miserable? Like women yeah. want to follow this path pattern of how the hell do I be miserable when in reality, when they have people like, I'm going to say us in their life that are fit, healthy, like living their best life. They're like too scared to ask us, like, what am I doing? Cause they don't want to believe it. Or they They don't don't listen to it. It's like, all I do is drink water or like, you know, like I move my body for 20 minutes. Like it's such simple foundational things that they're like, no freaking way. Can that be it? Like she's taking yeah, some pill yeah. or she's doing some yeah. waist trainer or, you know, there's some secret like, super right. food. What shocked, supplements do you take? Or they're shocked when you like, Oh, you eat that. Like, yeah, yes, I'm going to eat this pizza and I'm going to make eye contact with you the entire time. Yeah. Come yeah. at me. Watch me. But like, they feel like they need to justify. Oh, Oh, we lost you. We lost you, Nat. Lost your audio. Would I click? <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably Kristen's fault. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, it was the headphones. Uh, oh, you're good. You're good. But yeah, I mean, I think it you it's such simple things that we have done or that we do, and people just straight up don't believe it. They think there's some kind of special pill supplement, special workout, special yeah. exercise. And Yeah. I think the, one of the things I wrote down, I I definitely wanted to talk about, which we've already kind of gone into a little bit is the accountability piece because Natalie and I were, we are, I'd say we were best friends. We are not anymore. Yeah, we're done. No, we, uh, we were best friends in, when I first moved here in 2016, we were like forced to be best friends basically because we worked together at Virginia tech. And then people just started immediately connecting us that like, where Natalie is Shelby is where Shelby mm-hmm. is Natalie is. And, and if they are separated, that's the first question somebody's going to ask you is like, where's your, where's your other half? Like double trouble. Here they come. So we yeah. were inseparable the, the first few years that I was here. And then that led us down, you know, kind of the queen of tots path a little bit, continuing from college, like Natalie's college experience, mine and Kristen's very similar, uh, that's what very, very similar. <laughs> Um, uh, lifestyles of active people, healthy during the week, destroy my body and numb myself with alcohol and partying on the weekends wow. and all the food. And yeah, Kristen's cringing at her, at her own self right now. Um, so yeah, I think we, all three of us had that similar path and then into our like mid twenties, like Natalie and I are still kind of living that a little bit of like we're professionals. We have full-time jobs. Like we're responsible people. That makes us sound like we're like trash humans. We're responsible people. Um, but still like on the weekends, not, you know, prioritizing like a healthy lifestyle like we do now. And so Nat and I joined the gym together in 2019. I think that accountability piece was huge for, for me on my end, at least we haven't really ever really talked about it, I guess. But, um, 
going to the gym with somebody who supports you personally and kind of growing and changing at the same time was really like transformational for me too. And that, Mm -hmm. that piece of like, we're not competing against each other. We're, we're supporting each other. I think that was, it was new for me with a female friend of like, oh, I don't have to be better than her. Like she's actually here to like push me forward and like, you know, be there with me. I feel like that was a new thing for me. I don't know your, your perspective on that, just with you and I specifically, because even at the gym, like people paired us together. Like we hardly ever worked out by our, like alone, mm-hmm. like not with each other. Like we coordinated our schedules that we were going to the gym at the same time. We did the transformation challenge at the same time. Like yeah. we both had our own transformations yet. Like it's like those paths have kind of like run parallel, but are never in a competitive type of. Can I also jump in on that and say you both have had breakdowns at the same time in your check-ins? <laughs> we are we are synced in every way. We are in sync. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. We just want to make sure when you get check-ins that are really dramatic, you just you know we just group them together so that you can. That, that's why I had to put them on separate days. We but made you. You the guys coach were that never are, on the Kristen. same day. We made you the coach that you are. No, yeah. seriously, you guys were never on the same day because I had to mentally prepare myself. Oh my gosh, we're not that bad. I we just care a lot. I'm, I'm like, I'm just making you a better coach. Okay, I know. <laughs> better. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I. I've, I've definitely had the same experience in the sense that like, I had always been, I've always had friends that were girls, um, or women, but being with anyone that I was paired that closely with, there was always some kind of like competition, whether it was like external or just me feeling like I'm not, you know, I can't do what they're doing or it, there was just always comparison, comparison. Yeah. Um, but that I felt like when we were starting to go to the gym together, it was, it never felt like that for me with you. It was always like, okay, like Shelby's going to the gym. I'm not going to make her go by herself. Um, so I'm going to be right there. Or like, we always joked that like, I love working my upper body and I hate working my lower body and yeah. vice versa for you. So I yeah. felt like, you know, it's, it helps us push one another. Um, yeah. And it's helped to have someone that's going through the, I feel like we've, like you said, we've run parallel our whole lives. We've gone through very similar things at, similar times I was me and my dad always joked that like you and I grew up together mm-hmm. like we didn't meet till we were 22 but from 22 to 28 like we grew up there's a lot of growing together. up right there yeah um and to have someone else that that was right alongside through all of it was it never felt like I was competing against you it felt like I'm really in this dark place I'm struggling with this and I know that I have someone that I can reach out to and be like this sucks yeah like I am yeah. having a hard time with you know whatever it may be whether it's I'm having a hard time with other people not understanding why I'm trying to eat healthy and having to justify my choices Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm having a hard time with, um, I'm really exhausted and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do be a hundred things for a hundred people at the same time and still prioritize myself. And, you know, getting that constant check in of like, it's okay to take your own time. It's okay to like do things for you, um, has been incredible through like the entire journey that I think we've both been on. Um, cause you feel like you've got someone that can, is where you are. Yeah. I think we give each other the best advice, sim- like similar with Kristen and, and each of us as well. Like we give the other person the best advice in the world and don't necessarily take it for ourselves. Um, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. think Kristen and I talked about this in the last episode I'm of different. Yeah. Kristen, I talked about this in the last episode of having friends that you can call and be like, this fucking sucks. 
mm-hmm. they're not the ones that are going to like fix it or, you know, give you advice or like downplay it. Like they know what kind of friend to be in the right situations. And mm-hmm. I think Nat is very, very good at that as well of yeah. knowing when it's like event session and knowing when it's like an advice session and, um, celebrating the wins along the way too. One of my favorite things that I think I got this from Natalie is when women or like, not just women, well, women, but I mean, your friends specifically start to pick themselves apart. And Nat would always say, don't talk about my friend like that. Like she would just like on a, on a dime, just drop that. And I'm like, Oh, like that kind of like hit me in the gut. Like, you're right. Like I wouldn't say that back to her. Like, why the hell would I say that to myself? So I feel like that's one like quick piece of advice that, um, I've pulled from Nat over the years. I think that's been like a big part of of our, like transformation, mind, body, physical, all of it is like, if I'm reaching out, sometimes it's just because I want to hear like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like validate it. Yeah. As, especially like as, as women and kind of in, in the roles that we're in, we really like to be fixers. Like I want, when I hear a problem, I'm like, okay, how do I fix it? Do I kill it? Do I, what, what are my options here? Yeah. Um, but sometimes just being like, yeah, that sucks. And, and just like realizing sometimes you just gotta have to like sit in the suck and yeah. like give yourself that time. Like I'm going to give myself five minutes to whine and complain and moan and groan. And then I'm going to get up off my butt and I'm going to go, you know, deal with what I got to deal with. But having friends that don't either always say, well, at least da, 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 or, well, this yeah. is what I had to go through. That's harder than what you've had to go through. Like to just have people that are like, yeah, that's really shitty. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like anytime you say like something sucks and they're like, yeah, well, this happened to me like 10 years ago. And you're like, <laughs> what? You're like, I'm like, well, at I'm least back on you. like when someone responds, like you say something sucks, they're like, well, at least da, 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 da. Like, like, let me have my moment. Like yeah. you're feeling, I yeah. heard this on a podcast, like your feelings are valid but your feelings aren't facts. And so it, I felt like it was a good balance between like, yeah. you're allowed to feel any type of way. Right. But most of the time feelings aren't facts. Like what, how are we, you know, dealing with that and how are we, what's the real truth of the situation? And, mm-hmm. um, I felt yeah. like that was something good that I heard this week that, but I like that sit in the suck. That's good. Yeah. But I think you both know that each one of you are very like you're a strong woman. So it's like you allow each other to feel safe in that space of just like complaining or for however long, because you know, the other person's going to get themselves out of it. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. this is what this yeah. person needs. And I I'm so confident that they're like, they just need this bitch sesh and then we'll yeah. move on, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I heard something like a while back of that when, you know, when someone approaches you with something that they're struggling with, like to ask them, do you want solutions or support? Like, am I supposed to be in fixer mode or do you want me to just like listen, which, and I feel like I've used it a lot over the last year in my relationship, in work, in Mm -hmm. my personal life of like, tell me what you need from me first and and I'm going to be there for you. I'll help you figure out how to fix this problem or just sit there and listen and and nod along and, you know, provide comic relief where I can. Yeah. Sometimes that's it too. Like, just tell me a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say another thing that Nat is very, very good at is gift giving. Um, <laughs> she is the master gift giver. And so I want to talk about this because I need to know where this comes from. And <laughs> like, is it Bev? Like, is Bev a master gift giver? Your mom? Like, is it just 
you were just born this way. How do I develop the master yeah. gift giving skills? Like Nat will remember these, you had a very short conversation. She'll remember one sentence from it of something you said you liked or that you were thinking about getting. And all of a sudden then it shows up and there it's <laughs> at your house. And you're like, how did she do that? How did she, and like, obviously she's great at like birthday gifts and Christmas gifts, but throughout the year, she'll just give little gifts. And sometimes it's like an actual like physical thing. And a lot of times, like one thing we didn't say about Natalie is she's a coach at fit body. Oh yeah. Uh, we didn't that. say that. She's also a coach by the way, um, <laughs> after all of that health journey, she now yeah. is coaching other people. Um, yeah. but when Nat and I don't get to coach together a lot. So like when we're at the gym, like we're just passing. And so she'll like, leave me little notes on my desk or like, leave me little encouragements just off of like how she knows I'm feeling or things she knows I'm going through. And she'll just like write a little, like a funny note, like saying that like my ass looks really good. Or she'll like write a little encouraging it does. note of it like, always does. Yeah, she'll write like an encouraging note of like, you got this or whatever. I need to know how you develop this skill and how I can also develop it. Well, it, I, apparently it's one of my love languages. I didn't know I that. I think it I is. Yeah. It is. Um, it, I will say it sometimes comes with like, it can be challenging because, because I, oh, I do the same thing with Ben and I expect him to be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing you've ever gotten me. And so then when that doesn't happen, I'm like, oh, you hate me. I'm so sorry for being a part of your life. Well, that's a very good point because I think one of my strong love languages that sound, makes me sound very selfish, but whatever. I love to receive gifts. So like, okay. I love when people give me stuff, especially when it's like super thoughtful, the way that you do it. So I, I feel like it works for you and I yes, yes. friendship love wise. Yeah. But you're right. If you're like giving a gift to somebody that like, that doesn't really resonate, then it kind of lands flat. You've got to prepare yourself for it. Honestly. Um, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it came from my mom. Um, she is very much like if she knows that I have a really stressful week. She'll send me like, she'll Venmo me um, and just say like, go out to dinner or just like little yeah. things like that. So I think that's where it started. I also, she, we always joke that at Christmas, like when I open gifts, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best hair clip I've ever seen. And my sister's like, thank you. And my mom's like, well, Megan hates all of her gifts. <laughs> so, I think I also inherited that. Um, one secret that I have is, and this is a, a nice tip. Um, in my phone, I have a, a forever list. Um, and I actually, I never called it this. My brother-in-law, Stuart, shout out to Stu, actually told me that he had this for my sister. Um, but I have like a note with every person, all of my like close friends name on it. And when they randomly mention things that they like want or need, so I jot it down on the forever list. Um, that's one, one, so um, simple, yeah. but so smart, simple, but brilliant. Or like, if I'm looking for a gift for someone's birthday and I can't think of something, I just you know, go back to my forever list. Kristen has her phone out right now. She's making the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm the, same genius. As Shelby. I'm the same in the sense that like when someone gives me a gift, that's like not for, I mean, obviously I love receiving gifts. I'm not going to lie. A thousand percent <laughs> I do. Um, but if it's a gift, that's not for an assigned reason. Like it's not a birthday. It's not Christmas. When someone has like really put some thought into it, that means so much to me. So mm -hmm. I think that like, the me being wired like that that's kind of what drives like me trying to do little things for others um in that way I think the so. timing of it too is really meaningful uh and you're very good at that as well but I know that certain times when your friends have sent you things like 
like your dog Barkley shout out barks um, oh, wow. he's probably laying on the floor right there <laughs> you probably heard him bark a few minutes ago yeah. I him out <laughs> <of my> bedroom. <laughs> um Barkley has had a really challenging 2022 with some different surgeries and health things and I feel like you're well your friends from college are like the best friends I have. I mean, now they're like kind of my best friends yeah. by association to you, but they are some of the best friends that I've ever seen, like best friend group, especially female friend group that I've yeah. ever seen. Like they all just like interact so well together. Not to say that like they don't have little, you know, tips or things here and there, but like they show up for each other. Like Nat yeah. and her, her sorority sister friends, they are, they are very, very strong. But I feel like with Barclays things the last year, they have been very timely about sending certain things. Mm -hmm. um, or I think the first time that you got COVID, like somebody sent a really timely care package of stuff like, so I feel yeah. like that's also part of the art of gift giving is the thoughtfulness, but also like the timing piece yeah. of, of what's going on in that person's life. And you're really good at that too. I think that's one thing I've realized is, is important because I've got so many friends that are in so many different areas, like physical locations, but also like part, like times of their life. Um, and so like being able to send a, a, you know, even just me and my, my, uh, very close friend Chandler love sending cards like randomly, oh, but yeah. like finding different ways to like show up for people. I think when I, you know, five, six years ago, it was always, I'm going to drive to wherever they are. And like financially gas is too expensive for that sometimes <laughs> these days, but also just like, that's that's physically wearing so it's it forced me to be creative and like how can I show up for others and I, I mean I think we all have like really good support systems and groups of friends that that find ways to show up yeah. for us as well that I mean that's definitely something that was it was ingrained in me from like both my parents like if something happens in one of their friends lives they're going to show up it's not like do you want me to come over they just do yeah um and so I think that's been like very much a a love language that was kind of ingrained in me from a young age. Um, and my sister's, she is like, I'll, hopefully she won't listen to this. I'll, I'll never admit this to her face, but she is the queen of like little thoughtful gifts. Um, she was the one that the first time I had COVID, she did a, a entire like Kroger Instacart yeah. order of all like my favorite things. And she like, neither of us are very like lovey emotional. We don't, we, we don't do a good job of saying like, I love you to anyone, really. You can ask Ben. Um, but little things like that to show that like, I'm here, even if I'm not physically with you, like I got your back with whatever it is you're going through. That's been something that I've like tried to kind of embody what my mom and my sister and my dad kind of have, have made a staple of their lives. That's awesome. It's like, how can you be there without uh, okay, actually okay, being so there? Later. Okay, so later when I text both of you a bunch of like 10 questions, like get to know me, you know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like what's your favorite piece What's your of favorite chocolate? candy? What's your favorite what's flower? Yeah, yeah. 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 going to send us like a, a Google survey. Yeah. Like, don't, don't mind me, just doing this. Just yeah. gathering data. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things I had on my list to talk about, which I know gets all of us very fired up, but um, Natalie has, has gotten married in the last year um coming up i mean in a couple of months you'll already be a year married that's crazy wow. sometimes it feels like a year sometimes it feels like 27 years. i know <laughs> i feel that i feel that so <laughs> natalie was natalie was the maid of honor in my wedding in 2021 and then um i was a bridesmaid in her wedding in 2022 kristen attended both of our weddings in the mm -hmm. last year um mm -hmm. so we've had like two straight years or three probably i guess like 
in wedding mode, as far as like thinking about our health and thinking about how we're going to look in a wedding dress and in a bridesmaid Mm -hmm. dress. And I know one of the sayings that gets us all very fired up is when someone says that we are sweating for the wedding. And so I want to spend some time talking about this. Mm. If you are around children right now, here is your trigger warning to leave the room. I feel like we needed that like an hour ago, but I know, I know, but I was like looking at the clock. I was like, we're running out of time. I got to bring up, I got to bring this up. Yeah, that is, it's infuriating. Um, I will, we were, uh, my mom and I were working out one time and, and she heard someone say that and she looked at me, she's like, I'm sweating for life. I was like, got it, got it, Beth. But it's, I love that. I think there's such a balance of like, everybody wants to look beautiful on your wedding day. Like there, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there is nothing wrong with wanting to walk down the aisle and for people to be like, damn, that is a fit woman, fit person. But this idea that like you are going to kill yourself dieting and not enjoy anything leading up to your wedding for one day in one dress is it's almost like insulting Mm -hmm. people I I, every time someone said that to me within like my like wedding journey even with your wedding journey Shelby people like oh you're you're sweating for Shelby's wedding I was like my my dress is very flowy thank you very much yeah right and I was like respectfully no one's looking at her yeah I was like put me (laughs) it better not be like it is no it's it's insulting at least I felt insulted because at that point like I had worked so hard just to get to that point before I even got engaged just because I wanted to be healthy. So for someone to take all that work, all that effort, and to try to simplify it into one day, I was like, you don't talk to me. So yeah. I got to the point where if someone said, I would be like, oh, you know, or my life, just trying to live a, ha- a happy, healthy life. I feel uh, like it made me feel like I'm so vain that all I care yeah. about is looking good in this dress and not what this actual day is supposed to be about. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, we want to all like, feel beautiful on our wedding days. I felt like I was on like a confidence mission or like a confidence journey. Like Mm -hmm. that is more so what was driving me when I was working out, when I was thinking about nutrition and things like that was how confident can I feel the day of my wedding or the weekend of my wedding. And uh, like we talk about a lot on this podcast, like you don't feel confident by looking in the mirror a certain way. Like you feel confident because you follow through with what you said you were going to do. You, you say, I'm this kind of person. I have this kind of lifestyle and you show up for that consistently. You feel like a rock star. Like mm-hmm. you feel like I'm an, I'm the ultimate badass. I said what I like, this is what I said I was going to do. And I did it like mm-hmm. that's, I felt like was more of my focus was I want to feel so confident whether I'm wearing a Brown paper bag or a beautiful white dress. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it's, unfortunately, I think it's just something that's so common in our like culture right now that people feel, women feel like they need to fit this mold of like, I am supposed to look like this on my wedding day. Like, which I think there's a whole deeper issue there of like, are you more concerned about the wedding or the the marriage after the wedding? Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't walk down the aisle as a size zero, is your groom not going to say yes? Because if so, like, we've got bigger fish to fry. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's it's insulting to, to the people that want to be healthy for their, for the days after the wedding, for the marriage, mm-hmm. for their life. Um, and it, I mean, it just promotes such an unhealthy relationship with your body because the wedding glow down. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause you said that to me like two weeks ago and I was like, 
mental note. I already knew you were coming on the podcast. I was like, <laughs> we got to talk about the glow down because that was genius what you said. Go ahead. It is is hard. Um, not like from a health standpoint, because like for me, I stayed, you know, I was still on that same journey. I, I mean, I, you know, I took like two weeks off for my honeymoon. Um, <laughs> shout out Antigua. But um, the glow down of like, I got my hair done right before and it was like beautiful blonde. My skin was perfect. Like nails were always done. And and for all the events leading up, like, I, you know, you get everything done for the bridal shower, for the bachelorette party. And so for like three to six months, you are looking right at least once a month for some events. And so then after the wedding, I remember like, it was probably two or three months after and like my hair had started to fade. I had this line of like really blonde hadn't got my eyebrow, it hadn't, you know, really crafted my eyebrows, my lashes were not filled like they were, my nails weren't done, I was like, oh god, I am a gremlin, this is horrible, <laughs> um, and then you look at pictures of you from your wedding day, and you're like, wow, I was radiant, <laughs> um, but like, no one talks about how that is, it, it is possibly the most beautiful you're ever going to feel, hopefully it is, but the days, months after can be really tough, um, just depending on what your journey is, I went, in, I was in a cut right before the wedding, started eating more before, like two weeks before, which of course, Kristen told me to do that. And I was like, you've literally lost your mind, <laughs> um, but it, but it worked. Um, but then like, as you start to, the, to <laughs> as you start to reverse, you start to, you know, you're not going to look as lean as you always did because your body's not meant to 12 months out of the year. So it was like everything combined at once. I was like, okay, so this is, this is who I am now. I'm, I'm Shrek. Um, and this is what married life looks like. And I think so. also the, like, you've been planning a wedding for a year and just like, that's been all of your conversations and like all of the major events are surrounding this. And then it's over like that hit me too, like mm -hmm. the physical piece for sure. But even just like this event was the center of my life. And then it's like trying to, you know, find like a purpose after that. It sounds so silly, but I feel like every bride has gone through it. Um, yeah. and, and we're just warning you, Kristen, of what is going to happen, but well, happens. and we've, we've talked about the glow down, you know, from doing a, a bodybuilding competition and doing a 75 hard. Like, I feel like it's a very relevant topic of yeah. when you're super goal driven and you have this like big goal and it's like an event or like, it's very time sensitive and then it's over. And like, you're like, what's, what is next? Like, yeah, that's a really hard identity shift on top of the, the three examples I, that we just talked about of a physical, uh, transformation well, too. on top of like all those things, no matter, no matter if it's a wedding, like a bodybuilding comp 75 hard, like you're exhausted after it. So it's like, even on top of like how you already don't feel like you're following through with things. And then it's like, wow, I feel like I look a certain way and you're exhausted on top of that, where you mm -hmm. just feel like you're in the shitter. You're like, yeah. I, I don't even have the energy to do anything about this. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. You know? It's just like Nat said though. You're like, this is my life now. I yeah. am, I am nothing. And yeah. I am Shrek. And like, you, yep. you just like, and then eventually like you get, you get yourself pulled out of it or your friends pull you out of it. But that is yeah. a very real, the glow down from things like that are very real. Well, and I think it's important to normalize that like, it's okay to feel like that sometimes. I think sometimes people see, you know, people that have had trans, transformations that are really fit that have done 75 hard bodybuilding comps things like that and they think like they must wake up every single day feeling like they are the badass that I see when I see them but like yeah. normalizing that like sometimes 
you wake up and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm back where I was in 2020. And you're not. But like normalizing that it's okay to, to like recognize the glowdown and that it's hard. And that, again, you kind of have to sit in the suck um, because it's not, I mean, I think from the outside looking in, you would think, you know, anybody who has, who seems to have this amazing life, is so fit, wakes up every day and like feels incredible. Whereas like the other day I went to get dressed for the gym and I'm like a little bloated for this. We're going to change into something different. But I think to normalize that like confidence is important, but it's also, you're not always going to feel like your best self a hundred percent of the time. And that's okay. You shouldn't feel guilty for waking up and not like praising every part of who you are. Cause sometimes you just aren't in that space. Yeah. It's just human nature. Like yeah. some days you, you wake up and you're just like, not today. And yep, like, yeah, literally you literally look in the mirror, like, Nope, nope I'm not nope. looking at another mirror today. Nope. I am not it. I am not the one today. Yeah. And then some days you look in the mirror and you're like, I am that bitch. Like this is the, yeah. the best day ever. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. a badass. Yeah. Like it, it definitely is hard ways, <laughs> hard, hard waves. Yeah. I think do the, the whole glow up, glow down is, is the obsession in our society to always have a glow up always be, you know, we're always in, especially like the health and fitness area. Like we're always trying to get shredded. We're always trying to change our physique and change our body. It's like not enough attention and, um, praise and enjoyment is coming out of just living kind of, like you said, way Mm -hmm. at the beginning, Matt is like, you're either dieting or you're living. Like we need to spend more time maintaining and enjoying life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, but also being coaches, we're also expected to be happy 24 seven, you know? And I think that plays a huge role with just the way that we overall feel throughout our day. Because if I'm running, like I, I will take pride that I think I do a very good job. Whenever I'm in the gym, I will leave every other feeling that I'm feeling outside of that door. But that when I come, that when I come home, because I'm on this adrenaline high, I don't have time to even like process those things. Mm-hmm. And eventually it adds up over time where you just fucking snap, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, if we're expected to feel this like high, happy feeling all the time, it's like, are you even addressing like what you're, what you truly feel when you're outside of that environment? Yeah, true. We need therapy for coaches. We do. And I think that's why it's important to have like that good support system, whether it's a a best friend, a significant other. Cause like when I come home, if it's been a day that I've worked at tech and then coached, I come home and I'm like, don't even look at me. me. (laughs) Like, just give me my dinner and shut up. But like having those people that you can fully be your transparent, vulnerable self where like I, my energy is tapped out. I do not have any capacity left to talk to you about and ask you how your day was. I, I don't have it. So yeah. to have those people that you feel like you don't have to be like hundred percent happy, go lucky, everything is great all the time. And to have those people that you can just like be yourself, even if you are physically, mentally, and emotionally drained, that yeah. you know that they, they are not expecting you to show up as like coach not they're expecting you to show up as whoever you need to show up as yeah the energy required for coaches is we've talked about that several times on the podcast too of just it's hard to maintain long term and it, mm-hmm. it's you got to have for anybody to any profession i guess we're just speaking because the three of us have that in common but any profession like you got to have the outlet whatever is sucking your energy like what 
where are you finding the the refill of that mm-hmm. energy and mm-hmm. making sure that you get that so that uh shout out to Derek Bennett and Danny that you don't have to blow up on your significant others or you know cause cause issues at home because we have three of the most loving and patient understanding <laughs> men in this earth sorry other ladies like we took the three that are out there you can't so sorry have- like he will take so many punches yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just sometimes, you know, and then you, you say something and the next day you're like, what the fuck did you just yeah. say? Now? Like, what yeah. is wrong with you, girl? Like, yeah. like when I get home and he's cooking my dinner and I'm like, I thought it was gonna be ready. <laughs> and I go to bed and I'm like, shit. Okay. I do think what makes us incredible women though, is the extreme ownership that we take yeah. for anything in any position that we do. We will always own up to when we are shitty for one, or when we say things, maybe we don't mean in the moment because we're firecrackers, right? And like I, that's me a thousand percent. So I think when we yeah. take this extreme ownership, it's like, that's where I feel like a lot of my confidence builds from like knowing that like, okay, wow, like I just called myself out. I'm going to be better after that. Yeah. That's something I definitely need to work on. Like I'm, <laughs> so I was laughing because you Truth time, true. truth time. I'm very very stubborn and so like when I commit to an argument if I say something wrong I'm like well I said it it's out there now there's no point in taking yeah. it back now yeah so that's yeah. that's something that I sometimes struggle with is taking ownership and that'll be like did you hear what you just said I'm like yeah I meant it a thousand percent whereas I know I'm like I'm out of my mind I'm a psychopath like we said at the beginning Natalie is a hundred percent in a hundred percent of the things that she does so she I mean she's committed to the good the bad the ugly all together oh I'm committed I can't back down even yeah. it's like when you commit to an argument and you're like I know I'm wrong I know I've lost this but you know what I have already made this yeah. statement we can't back down now. That There's no going, going back. back. Yeah, I'm too far in. I've got yeah. to finish this thing and I've got to yeah. win it. <laughs> I typically remove myself from the room at that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's probably smart for everybody. Yeah. Well, Nat, we, uh, we've taken a, a lot of your time. Thank you so much for, for being on and being real authentic. I knew you'd be a wonderful first surprise guest. Kristen, what do you think? Were you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And I'm so glad that we just got to shoot our shit around, you know, like it's been a minute. It really has. It really has. So yeah. Nat, where, um, where can people. I was um, expecting a lot more laughs out of that comment, but I guess it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I was thinking about being... the cat in the screen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Focus on Thanks, sugar. Sugar on is stealing. Apartment. Sugar is already stealing season no. three of coming in hot. <laughs> She wants to get on the mic. She wants to let y'all know what she really thinks about her own. Right. Yeah. Say how <laughs> you feel, <girl>. sugar. <laughs> well, Nat, any, uh, any last comments, anything that you would like to share with uh, our listeners or Chris or myself? Uh, just shout out to you all for promoting the real side of, um, of the health and fitness journey that we're on and, and being very realistic that it can be amazing. Sometimes it can really suck. Um, but at the end of the day, it is, it is worth it. And, um, and just continuing to inspire people and let people know that eating, eating a lot, eating carbs is, is the best life. And, uh, yeah, just shout out to you all for, for keeping this going and always bringing, bringing your real selves, your authentic selves, and, um, always so many laughs on the podcast. Well, so much explicit content that we love. I don't know any other way. Yeah, we, we really don't know <laughs> you any other way. You are 100% of the time, and we, we love literally, you for that. 
yeah, no, no regret on that by any means. No. Well, thanks, Nat. We'll let you hop off and uh, Chris and I will, we'll close it up here, but thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you on a future episode at some point. Absolutely. Natalie, wait, last thing, where can we find you? Um, Sometimes I don't want to be found. Uh, You you have like my home address. (laughs) I was going to say, she's about to just drop her Blacksburg address. Um, You can find me on Instagram at natwimmer9. Post great stuff. And that's that. I don't really do Twitter and my, my Snapchat name is still embarrassing because you can't change it. So you can find all the me good Natty, stuff. Natty all the good stuff is on Insta. Yeah. You can find me on Insta or, you know, at Fit Body Bootcamp Blacksburg in the evening. On the mic. On the mic, you know, yeah. just spit and fire sometimes. Matt, I feel like you should start a blog or a vlog, like get on the YouTube. I would love to the YouTube. Your life. How old are you? <laughs> Who watches YouTube? The YouTube. I thought that's what TikTok was for now. Do we have to? Right, yeah. yeah. Very true. All right. Well, you people rock. Have a fabulous rest of your day. You too. Coming in hot. (laughs) Uh, I like that. I like that. That I like it. That was good. All right, Kristen. Bye. 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 (laughs) What's really funny about that? Uh, not saying bye like that is this podcast we listen to called Smartless. Uh, that's how they say goodbye on the oh, really? podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. They also do surprise guests. I would highly yeah. recommend that show. Super funny. Uh, just very funny. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, just actors, comedians, but they end every episode saying bye like that. I'm actually, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work on my bye. Uh-huh. Nice. See, that's how they do it. And then she just cuts off. And then she just went out. It's wonderful. Oh, oh man. That was so fun. That was. Wait, like thank you for surprise. bringing her on. Oh, I, yeah. I feel oh. like in season one, I had said to her like, oh, it'd be great to have you on the podcast. And like season two, I was like, let's get you on the podcast. I was like, enough is enough. It is season three and it's time. <laughs> this is it. I feel like I wanted to pick her brain so much more. I know. Yeah. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. Is not enough. I know. <laughs> and with us, maybe we should do one-on-one episodes because the three people in one room is tough for us. Time I know. But yeah. I mean, I, we didn't even talk about like what she does for a full-time job. A living. Like I wanted to tap into like, I wanted to learn from her about leadership and yeah. God, episode number two coming out with Natalie. Yeah, really though. Later, later uh, on in the, in the season, maybe we can bring her back on for stuff, but I think there are so many similarities between the three of us with regards to like our health that I really liked making that connection that, um, and I don't know if it was you or Nat that said it, but where people think that they see us either on social media or they see us in the gym as coaches and just think we just have always had it all together and have always been motivated and always are motivated. And, you know, we just get shit done every day and we have super high confidence and it's nice to just add in yet another voice that uh, can keep it real and say, that's not true all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I will say like coaching in that type of environment has drastically improved my life and I think improved our lives. Like just being around all of that positivity, but so it like, I will say I've learned how to, you know, turn it off more, you know, which has been nice, but at the same time, it's also backfired where it, I get pushed to a certain point where I'll just explode then. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. yeah. And that's real. And that's raw, you know, like no person, like I was talking to Danny about this the other day. Cause I was so sad. Like it was just such a tough week. And I was like, why do I have to feel anything else besides happiness? And he, really though? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, happy wouldn't be happy then. And I was like, okay, I get that. But then there would just be more happy, you know, like the, <laughs> the new sad would just be happy. <laughs> I see what you're saying, but yeah, he's definitely right though. I mean, we can't have like the highs don't feel so high. The the happiness doesn't feel so happy without the, the yeah. somewhat down moments. And then I think it's also, you know, this is really coming full circle to the beginning of the podcast here, Kristen, this is a good wrap up. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, knowing too, that that moment's not lasting forever and really trying to remind ourselves of that and and keep pushing forward. You know, even if it is lasting several days or, you know, kind of spans over even several weeks, like it is not forever. It is not the rest of, of your life. You know, it's, it's not going to matter likely in five years. So, you know, should we not spend more than five days on it, you know, or five weeks on it or, you know, something much smaller than that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's real and wrong. Real and raw. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Well, thanks for being here on another yeah. another episode of Coming In Hot. Um, this is our monthly style, so doing surprise guests. So I'm super excited. Next month is your month, Kristen. So I'm right. I'm excited who you're gonna bring on. But um, we do have a couple episodes of uh, short episodes that we're calling hot takes that um, we'll be posting within the next couple of weeks. Um, so stay tuned for those to kind of give you a little tough love, sisterly coaching in between, uh, these longer episodes. And as always feel free to reach out to us. I'm on Instagram. Um, Shelby under, wait, what is mine? Shelby Gwen underscore fit. I think that's it. I don't know. Or go to Kristen's page and then find me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Always tag somewhere. Yeah. Kristen, um, yours is a uh, Kristen underscore Zam. Yeah, Zam with two M's with two as in mommy. Yes. I did want to mention that Natalie is also dealt mommy because her shoulders are just insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, what in her upper body goals? Yeah, she's yeah. jacked. All right. But yeah, find us on Instagram. Give us some feedback. Give us uh, ideas or questions that you have going forward with the podcast. Would love to hear from everybody. Otherwise, that's all that I have. Kristen, anything else? Dang, dang. That's all I got too. I'm going to go do some grocery shopping. Um, get ready for the week ahead. Yeah. Same win way. your day. Yeah. Go win your day, win your week. We'll see you next month. <laughs> you next <laughs> thank y'all for, thank y'all for being here, elevating your mindsets with us and we will see you next time. Thank you all for listening to coming in hot. The best way to support us and to support this podcast is to share this episode, share it with someone that you know, share it with someone that you work with, maybe a friend or a family member, or share it on your social media. You can tag us on Instagram. I am at Shelby Gwynn underscore fit or tag coach Kristen at Kristen underscore Zam. Stay tuned for our next episode. And thank you as always for listening.